Welcome into episode six of the Clearing the Board podcast. I'm your host, Drew Archer. Thank you for listening. Um, got an exciting new episode here for you with Eli Edwards, our first returning guest. Thanks to Eli and a new voice on the podcast, Darren Kirkley. And this past week, we went back to culinary school. We went and did some professional development to improve as culinary educators. And Darren, Darren was the non-culinary educator in the group. He is a hospitality and tourism instructor um, at a public school in South Carolina and at the university. And we kind of get into what that was like in his shoes coming into a culinary setting for someone who's never really stepped foot in the kitchen. Um, but I think you'll like the conversation. It's just the three of us hanging out in our hotel room in Charlotte. Um, and we had a, a fun night, a fun few days. And uh, so, yeah, let's get into it. Enjoy. All right. Welcome into episode six of the Clearing the Board podcast. I got two guests with me today, Eli Edwards and uh, someone new to the podcast, uh, Darren Kirkley. What's going on, guys? Mr. Deron Kirkley. Yeah, supposedly. Deron Kirkley. <laughs> Either way, I'll take it. <laughs> so we're broadcasting presently live. You won't be hearing this live. Uh, from a Doubletree Hotel in Charlotte, North Carolina. Doubletree by Hilton. Doubletree by Hilton. With the cookies. With the cookies. We actually have cookies in the room, if you don't know. Doubletree cookies when you check in. We just got them two days late. <laughs> uh, but wanted to uh, get an episode in while we're here in Charlotte. and uh, There's we, good content here. There, There's great content here because um, as you all have... Uh, Listen, because of my millions at this point of listeners, Eli has seen the analytics. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's, this podcast has taken off, and Darren doesn't even understand how big the podcast is on right now. But we got big-time listeners, and we just felt like two chefs going back to culinary school had to be recorded. Mm-hmm. Two chefs and a new chef. And a new chef. New Not sous chef. Oh, you, yeah. heard, you didn't hear sous chef. You That's heard right. new chef. Uh, That's wow. right. White coat went on, Mr. Kirkley. It did. It did. Supposedly. <laughs> Again. So we we are currently in, in Charlotte for a... Um, what is it? How it's like an educator summit Edu- for yeah. culinary and hospitality teachers to learn new technique and bring it back into the classroom. Yeah, so... From multiple states. From multiple states. So we have one guy from Ohio. Um, I would say, based on the room, there was probably the most from South Carolina, even though the event is in Charlotte. Um, And North Carolina, probably the second. Um, Florida, Georgia, Virginia, Virginia. that kind of stuff. And everybody that came here is a culinary arts instructor. Supposedly. Except one. Except one. <laughs> Supposedly. Except one. And we have we have the one person that is not the one. Who just may be the most interesting person. In He's the definitely the most interesting person. No, here. no, no. <laughs> I'm just here. But Darren, so Darren is a hospitality and tourism instructor um, and somehow found his way into a white coat in the culinary labs at Johnson Wells University. It looks good, doesn't it? It, I mean, it does look I, good I on say you pulled it off. It looks better than the Carolina stuff you have on. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I hate North Carolina stuff, but it was it was cheap. So. <laughs> uh, 
but I felt like, uh, well, we got to record this because this is uh, prime material That's here. That's right. Should we crack beers? We should crack beers. Let's talk about what beers we were drinking. So my original plan, um, being back in Charlotte, was to drink some local craft beer. Unfortunately, the 7-Eleven on Trade and Cedar Street, they don't really value local beer. Um, so they tonight, were barely open. They were barely open. We can. That's a whole discussion right there. Um, we went in to get beer, and um, Darren got a what was that? A vanilla coke. I did vanilla coke. Vanilla cherry coke. Vanilla cherry coke, and um, the sandwich cooler. Well, the guy. Hold on, but before the sandwich cooler, the guy who talked to us about getting him a coke. Was he is an attendant? Apparently or, an employee. An apparent Supposedly employee. Yeah. yeah, we're just looking at the beer cooler yeah. and, and an apparent employee who did not appear appear to be um legitimate. L- legitimate nor sober. Right. Um, <laughs> was asking us to hand him a Coke. He but said in, I made eye contact with him, which was odd. <laughs> okay. And yeah. I knew exactly what he wanted. But I think that was the hospitality in me. Like, he knew. I was yeah, he knew care. you knew what he wanted to give you. Or you wanted to give him. Right. Yeah. Sort of. Sort of. Okay. But in the weird interaction, this guy who was very high <laughs> asked for a Coca-Cola and Darren obliged. Uh, but in the meantime, I, in the, I hear the cooler stop working in the background and notice that it got a little darker behind us and... Smoke around. That was smoke, yeah. <laughs> smoke, smoke began to pour out, and Eli went to the rescue. <laughs> Unplugging a refrigeration unit can be very, very dangerous. Oh, yeah. The guy was like, don't oh. try that at home, kids. <laughs> he was like, oh, don't, 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 don't touch it. I can't, I can't touch pay you. Yeah, the employee said, I can't pay you. I can't I pay like, you. Well, I'm just trying to keep everybody safe. <laughs> he also told me I can't go down that aisle to pay for my drink. Yeah, like, don't, yeah. Don't walk by the cooler. Right. Just almost caught on fire. But. He told us we couldn't walk down the middle aisle, but we walked down the outside aisle, which also was right beside, beside the same cooler that just went out. Mm-hmm. Regardless, all that to say, um, this episode was meant to have, uh, my goal was to have Noda Brewing Company Coco Loco. Unfortunately, they didn't have any local beers at 7-Eleven, and we're drinking Fat Tire tonight. So let's crack them. Let's, let's crack them. All right, here we go. People always tell me they love the sound of the crack of the can. And I'm gonna be honest, that sounded that was probably the best sounding one. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's satisfying. All right, cheers, guys. Cheers, cheers. To us. <laughs> All right, so we're we're holed up in my hotel room here at the DoubleTree Hotel, and I don't want to make this sound like an awkward, weird interview um, because we were just talking, and I don't know, the air just came on. Hope that didn't pick up. Um. But, uh, so basically, at this point in time, at this state of Drew at one thirty nine on Wednesday morning, I'm thinking this episode is going to be called uh, Chefs Go Back to Culinary School, um, and we're just going to talk about what we're here for. Um, Eli and I rode down from Greenville to Johnson Wells this, this week for a professional development for chefs, and 
Um, we previously met Darren a couple years ago, and he showed up. And well, actually, his, Darren had texted us and was like, "Hey, are y'all going to this thing? Because I'm not going unless y'all are going. Because you know, we get we get a tight little knit of you know community to." You get a fan club. I'm it. You got a fan club. Exactly. We're cool, and Darren wanted to hang out, basically. So he he wanted to uh, join us, and yeah. So we we are have been at Johnson and Wells for the last two days, and basically going back to culinary school. And um, as culinary instructors, Eli and I have kind of been put back into the place of students. our students. Yeah. Um, and it's been cool for me coming back to the school that I graduated from, but it's been a little different. And uh, um, for Darren, I remember talking to him Sunday night before we got going, and he was... Petrified. Terrified. He's terrified. Intimidated. Like he, intimidated would probably be a better word. Yeah. I don't know if I was petrified. What, I mean, why, I why were you intimidated? Because um, I don't cook. I have no background in culinary anything. That's completely out of my environment. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't... I just wonder, like, what your process thought-wise was, like, I want to sign up for this culinary arts summit other than I want to hang out with Drew and Eli. Like, I mean, is there anything else? And let's be clear here. He didn't sign up for it because Drew and Eli were here. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I tell them that to make them feel good about That's it. right. <laughs> I mean... I feel like you. there's always so much to learn, so much that's out there, so much to bring back to any classroom you're in. So with me being on the front of the house side kind of stuff, which is what I'm, my background's in, what I'm used to, I mean, I wanted to see what goes on in the back of the house. And, and for all the listeners, and I'll be the guy that does it, Darren is a very modest man, and he has uh, many hats and... Uh, we have learned over the weekend of probably no last seven more jobs, I think. I thought it was 13. Maybe. I mean, close to in the teens, potentially, of what Darren does. And I think it's pretty awesome that he kind of like put himself into the situation of learning back of the house and culinary and tying it into how to wrap it all into hospitality tourism. So that is cool. Um, no, I credit, like, I credit Darren for showing up like. Learning a completely different side, put, oh. kind of putting yourself with out. With a coat yeah. on? Yeah, I did yeah, too, because well, I was we, like, whoa, what? Did, my we, shoes look really good, I was good, about to say, we got to bring up the shoes and the pants that he bought the day before. Like, no, 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 no. It was three days before, because <laughs> I got two-day shipping. Let's get this straight. <laughs> the, the Walmart rollback Don slips for twelve ninety nine. That was a deal. Sharp. I wanted to hit him with, what are those? <laughs> but I couldn't do it to him. They were legit, though. They were legit. You weren't slipping and sliding. No, right. I read the email. Yeah. I, knew, I, I knew what I had to do. Right. But um, speaking of the email, there was one person in this group that did not read the email. Yeah, that's true. And it was not me. It was It was actually somebody who was chef in front of their name. Yeah. I, I don't remember it being So me. Mr. Elijah Edwards uh, thought we were coming to a totally different conference than we were actually coming to. We were coming to Johnson Wells University. One of the top culinary schools in the country, and Eli thought we were coming to a event where we were just going to be sitting down. Sitting and, and learning. Press Start Educator Workshop. Yeah. Luckily. Learning rules, regulations, yeah. all Knowing that Knowing that we were going to culinary school, I always pack Chef White's just because you got to look like it. And my chef's shoes stay in my car. So, somehow got away with coming to 
basically going to culinary school for two days and fessed up to my friends, quote unquote. And, <laughs> and now the millions of listeners. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, you know, always prepared, but ill prepared at the same time. Yeah. So, are you saying I look better than you? I'm just curious. I I'm not getting a lot of days with your Johnson oils. Yeah. Your fit was better than mine, yes. And it's a little, it's hard to. My pants were a little baggy, but you know. Hey, the baggy pants do come in handy in the kitchen. You don't want swamp ass. Yeah. That's true. Then you got to get into the cornstarch corn and yeah. you end up with hush puppies down there by the end of the night. Okay. Y'all so, talking a whole language I don't know. So, yeah. <laughs> I got more to learn, folks. You, you made the right decision with the baggy pants, okay. but. Not that. Hey, he looked the part. He, they gave us Johnson Will Chef jackets, which I was happy to have because, let's face it, I've outgrown uh, <laughs> the Johnson Will Chef jackets I had when I was a student here. Should I wear that first day of school? You I should. Think you should. Yeah. I think first you should. day of school, wear a chef student, jacket. Your throw students will get thrown off a little bit too and be like, you know, you could say, you know, there's a whole different side. That's true. Um, we got and I burst yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I definitely want to bring up night one before we had to do anything. When everybody checked in on Sunday, uh, we went out and Darren came with us, and um, he was adamant about buying us all rounds and trying to buy all of our drinks. And his intent was to buy us all this, all these beverages, and, and you know, gas us up so we would take him in our groups and you know so he could stick real close during all these labs because you know we find out that we have to cook for eight hours each day and i think Darren got a little a little intimidated on you know having to do all that so i thought it was uh pretty funny when we woke up on i guess it was monday, monday, monday. and then get yeah. badges with um kitchen numbers and lab numbers, and Darren wasn't in any of ours. No, he was, was completely by himself. By myself. <laughs> he spent a lot of money to make sure we looked out for him, and he was not in our group. That's <laughs> <laughs> how life is sometimes. That's but. right. So you didn't have us there to look out for you. What was what was first day like? I was scared. Very scared. <laughs> um, I didn't know what to expect. Um, I was intimidated, I will say. The, the chef did a good job, and like, took me under his wings and called me out and told me I hadn't done anything. <laughs> <laughs> to make you do, like, to the, make me, the hardest thing of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, this chicken marsala is all yours. And I was like, oh, God, it's not. Um, <laughs> but I did it. So, yeah, so I'm still here. That's right. Yeah. We're two days in, and I'm still here. That's right. So I was kind of excited because I briefly glanced over the, the agenda before we showed up, and I saw chicken marsala was the first lab we were going to do in my literal first day of culinary school, we did the same exact lab. So I was kind of excited because ever since then I've made chicken marsala the same way. And it kind of brought me back to like, okay, cool. This is, this is where I learned how to do it. I got this. And you know what? I didn't even make it that day. (laughs) No, I watched. I'm, I was about to do it. Hold on. I made it. You did it. I did not. He stood around. He toasted all. No, that was Scott. Scott toasted almonds. I did the green he bean almondine. I did green bean almondine, and what did we do before that? You gotta go to every station. We were. I'm not to. Uh, this was a great workshop. However, um, communication was not um, 
Uh, and the lab that we were in was not the best at moments. Uh, we didn't know if we were supposed to rotate. We did not. We just took it upon ourselves to eventually rotate. Yeah. Um, we started at the vinaigrette station, and we made um, a delicious jalapeno and cilantro vinaigrette. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also the weirdest vinaigrette recipe I've ever made. Correct. That was the first time I've ever made a vinaigrette with five people where we really didn't talk <laughs> to each other about what everybody was throwing into the vinaigrette. Right. That was yeah, the first so, time I ever made vinaigrette, so I don't know who to complain. <laughs> so basically, uh, just imagine five people that teach culinary arts, uh, five people with probably double-digit years of experience, and five people just randomly throwing things into a blender um, and blending it up. Uh, we, yeah, that's a bit of yeah, yeah, and we kind of based it off of... Uh, we based it off the recipe, which if I'm being totally honest, the recipe was... Wrong. Uh, wrong, yes. It's, <laughs> it was wrong. Um, it was half a cup of oil... Only two tablespoons of vinaigrette, or vinegar, if I remember correctly. Correct. A whole jalapeno. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, the jalapeno was as spicy as a bell pepper. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, I mean, let's be honest, our vinaigrette went first. It was the best. Everybody liked our vinaigrette better mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, there wasn't much we're the left. Yeah, we were the 18. We were the 18. Which I feel like Until y'all saw my vinaigrette. <laughs> yeah. What, what vinaigrette did you go with? Did you yeah. do the other one? The lemon uh, was a lemon. I, I think I think we did the same thing y'all did. I don't think yeah. anybody followed a recipe, so I think by the time we were done, there was like eight different vinaigrettes out there. Oh, yeah. So. See, I feel like so Darren was in a different group than Drew and I. Somehow, me and Drew were paired together. You know, as fate would have yeah. it, the young Magically. guns. Um, the young guns will stick together. That's right. The young guns are. Until it comes to baking a pastry, and we'll discuss that later. That's right. But um, huh, my cake. You know, Darren's Still Darren's out. group seemed to have done the rotation through these five menu items that was going to be each group's lunch for the day pretty well. And in our case, I think we actually didn't even put hands on two of the items at all uh, in I, the four hours that we were in the kitchen. Of the four hours we were in the kitchen, we probably talked for two. <laughs> um, and when it came time to actually cook, hummus was one of the items. and Or falafel. Oh, excuse me, falafel. Mm-hmm. I didn't... I, didn't I wasn't falafel. broken up about getting to the falafel. The falafel was amazing. That will say whatever the Absolutely. recipe was, it came out really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a cool first day. Um, then what was... Uh, we went to the Goodyear house. Yes, we went to the Goodyear house. And uh, I'm going to do a... I'm going to do a plug here for uh, uh, Chef Chris Coleman. I attempted to get him here for the podcast this week. Uh, but he's busy. He just opened a second restaurant in Rock Hill. Um, but hopefully soon I'll have him on. But we went to my former boss's, Chris Coleman's restaurant, the Goodyear House in, in Noda. And um, that's kind of how we kicked off the the weekend. Um, Delicious. Yeah, that the appetizers we started off with was... Um, you will, Heirloom I'm, tomato salad. It was de- deconstructed tomato salad or tomato yeah. sandwich, basically. Yeah, it was like heirloom tomatoes, homemade. Well, it was supposed to be homemade mayonnaise, but they decided they recently Called switched Duke's. to Duke's mayonnaise, which, which is we the are in favor way. of. Yeah, seeds. Yeah. Um, some kind of a light vinaigrette of some yeah. sort. Delicious. Whatever it was, it was delicious. Then we had the corn ribs. Yep. Uh, Those chards were kind of curled. Cutting corn. an ear of corn in the quarters and deep frying it. Yeah. 
that was, was good. Delicious. Yeah, I I was kind of iffy on those at first, or after you had them beforehand. Oh, okay, I was like, yeah. they were delicious. So I was like, hold on, like what? No, when they got when they got there, they were good. They were they were delicious. I enjoyed them. Um, it was a unique kind of play on elote, yeah. which can't go wrong with elote. Yeah, I still want to point out. In this point, still, Darren is trying to buy all of our things to put me in our put, just let me be in your grip, you know. Like, yeah, and yet it never happened because we sort of like stay. joining a fraternity. I exactly. was just trying to buy friends. <laughs> is there a problem with this? <laughs> did you did you buy drinks at at the restaurant, or did you buy drinks at? at what have I not bought drinks? I'm just curious. <laughs> well, to be fair, I tried. We went into the Seven Eleven to buy the fat tires that we are drinking currently, because. I thought you were about to come to blows. <laughs> I didn't know. Who I was, was gonna... I was yeah. thank, thanking God we were all alive still. Like, I just <laughs> felt like it was a celebration. Eli was focused on the smoking refrigerator unit, <laughs> and we went in there for me to buy the beer, and Derek basically hip checks me out of the way, and I'm trying to buy the beer, and Derek's like, "No, I got this. I got this." So, beers are current are courtesy of Darren tonight, but. Um, yeah, like that first night, good year house, ate some good food. Um, Eli had the Goopy Burger. Goopy Burger was good. Yeah. It was good, perfectly. I love how much, um, Sesame Seed was on the bun. I, I, f- I found that it kind of had a theme there. Sesame Seeds are probably one of my favorite. Yeah. Can never go wrong with a lot of Sesame Seeds. And, uh, and uh, the fries were the old school, like... Was it cornstarch they were tossing? I, don't, or I guess like that? so, because it gives the extra crunch on the outside, the extra little. Um, it's not a film or all. It's, it's, it's a almost crust. like a light breading. It's or a crust, crust on yeah. a French fry, and it was delicious. Yeah, um, they look good. What did you get? Mac and cheese. And I, uh, I meant yeah, to ask you, how cashew was, mac? It was the cashew yeah. mac, and it showed on the menu as vegan. How was it? Delicious. It was amazing. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It I considered really getting it. You should have. It was very good. It was. Um, the perfect texture, the perfect taste. I mean, so what was it? Vegan cheese? Do you know? Or because I'm pretty sure on the menu listed as vegan. Or did you know that? I, I did know that. You did know that. Okay, but that didn't bother me at all. Okay, no, 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 I'm not do you vegan. Eat vegan food often? No, no. no. Do you know where I'm from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> so it was good though. It was good. Yeah, because I was good. thinking we were all were sitting there chatting, eating, and. Nobody really it, yeah. like talked about. Oh, this is good. This is great. I remember at appetizers we kind of talked about that, but yeah. that your your mac and cheese specifically. I was like, I wonder how how that yeah. was. So. Entrees came in a lot I definitely of you know it. silence at a table is it's a good either thing. great things or bad things. And this in this factor, it was it was a good thing because yeah. like, we were all just getting busy chowing down, chowing down and drinking, and the 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 Miller highlights were flowing mm-hmm. on uh, Eli and I's side of the table. That's right. Hey, but to promote a local beer. Yes. Before we went to Goodyear, we did go to Heist Brewery. To Heist Brewery, yes. Um, and I just want to make a quick comment that uh, Archer has the idea that we had reservations at 7 p.m. It was 6.55, and we had half of our first beer from Heist, which Heist makes, um, I would say, a little bit heavier sides of beer. There was no Pilsners or Lagers, really. And I don't I, think they filter them. Yeah, so... We had half of those beers left, and I said, we're going to finish these out and go over. And we're looking at, you know, Scott, who was with us, and, and Darren. And um, Drew says, oh, I think we can get one more. So we ended up chugging heavy, unfiltered beers 
before we go over, which shout out to Heist because it was delicious. And we were only six minutes late for our reservation. That's right. We did good. Which so, is probably like a three minute walk. Yes. Sorry. Right. You think it was three minutes? Less than if that. that. Yeah. It was like not even a block away. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and shout out Noda. Noda or the North Davidson area of Charlotte uh, was one of my favorite places in Charlotte before I moved to Greenville. Um, and it was almost unrecognizable when we went a couple of days ago. Um, not necessarily unrecognizable in a bad way. It was still cool. There was a lot of good restaurants. And Black I mean, bar. granted, yeah, we were there on a Sunday night. They had a DJ, DJ. on the corner. Yeah. Not in a bar, just on a corner. On the corner of the street. And getting like everybody. legitimate DJs mixing songs into each other, and and we're like shops open too, like yeah, those, yeah. you know, like art galleries, photography studios, right. people twerking. Um, <laughs> it was not what I was expecting to walk into on Noda on Sunday night, uh, but it was a it was a cool night. So that was kind of how we kicked the whole weekend That's off. Right. And then, to work our asses off because I thought we were going to be sitting on. Comfy chairs and tables and talking about curriculum and surf safe and things, but yeah, no, that's not what we Wake up ass early to put on chef whites and chef shoes, and uh, I tested my summer feet um, on Monday. How yeah. long did we work? We worked like we eight got till four thirty. We got a Monday. We worked from eight till four thirty, and. I know for a fact Eli and I did not sit down, not one time. We stood up and ate our lunch. You're trying to say I sat down? I'm just curious. I, I don't know. I was with you all we, were, we weren't there. We want to know. You were in a different room. This, this episode is learning about the hospitality tourism. But I will say, the, I, the last time I sat down Monday morning was when I put my socks on. <laughs> and I stood up through lunch because I'm a person who I don't, if, I don't want to sit down because I don't want to get tired. Um, and I ended up regretting it because standing and watching demonstrations and listening to chefs and idly standing there is different than being on my feet working for 12 hours. It was brutal. My feet hurt worse than when I worked a 15 hour shift. Um, Shout out to the chefs that stand in one place all night. Yeah. On those tight stations. I don't don't know how you expose chefs do it. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but kind of going back to day one, so we did uh, the chicken marsala, the green bean almadine. We that ended up being our lunch, and then um, transitioned to the baking and pastry side of things. Where, um, if I'm being totally honest, I was not looking forward to at all. Um, Eli did not really seem excited about it, but I'm curious, Darren. I didn't know. Some, I had no idea what I was getting myself into, just like I did it that morning. So, so if if you could think back to Monday, like at the end of what did you enjoy more, the baking and pastry in the afternoon or the like culinary side in the morning? Um, that's a hard question. I think um, as as stupid as this sounds, I feel like. I felt like I was going to screw more stuff up in the morning than I would have the afternoon. So I'm not, yeah. I'm not belittling no. bacon and pastry at all. I'm not at all. I just, I just felt like there was fire and heat and flames and yeah. you know, just more, yeah. I could have killed myself more so. <laughs> I didn't feel like I was going to really kill myself with a cake layer. So, um, I guess that was my thing. Okay. 
that makes sense. Yeah. Coming no. from an, I'm probably not yeah. using the right no, terminology. I, I know I'm probably cool. like yeah. no, I somebody's listening like, right now going, like, like I can t- I can totally see it like from someone not being in the kitchen at all, like right. When in our morning class, we had sharp knives, open flames, like right. Alcohol. I've already cut one finger fire. off. Like I'm not trying to cut another. You cut finger. a finger off. Yeah. What finger? Is it, you already have. Yeah. It is. It's oh, half shoot. short. Hold on. We're this learning something. Breaking right news! Now. Breaking news on the Clearing the Board podcast. This guy has cut his finger off. <laughs> Y'all didn't know that? No, I did not notice that. What well, happened? What? Are we true friends? Guys? I'm, so what? What do you think? We're, we're I'll give working you, in the kitchen. I'll give you three choices. It wasn't the kitchen. I'll give you three choices. Okay. Uh, um, slamming in the car door. Uh, cut it off playing baseball. Or uh. Cut it off feeding the horse. He's done this before. He had those ready. I was about to say he did have those pretty ready. I'm so baseball, say, door, or horse? Yes. Feeding the horse. Horse would be the coolest. But I don't think... He's not a real horse guy. If y'all could see, Darren... Well, I can't I say, say that. What are you describing? <laughs> I can't really movie. say that. Maybe he loves horses. Doesn't University of South Carolina have like some equine like champion national yeah, championships? Yeah, it could be an equestrian. Uh, I'm gonna go with car door. I'm gonna go with feeding a horse because I think that's the best one. If baseball. 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 Hold on. How did that happen to baseball? I swung at an inside pitch, and it just caught your finger. So and my finger got caught between the bat and the ball. Uh huh. And I sliced it off. Holy crap! So the fingernail grew back, but it looks like a toenail. So you were just weird. you were not ready to lose the other index finger, which would have been your guiding hand. You're right-handed. I'm right-handed. Yeah. So when when you were cutting your holding things with your left hand, yes, you're like, I'm I can't learning more lose. right now. Here we go. <laughs> I can't Still lose learning that left index finger. I got you. Yeah, that was it. That makes sense. That. Right. But in uh, you know, in a different point, Darren walked into a baking pastry lab that when I walked into it was super intimidated. When they say you're going to make an entremet or an entremet, and uh, I just I have never done anything intricate with bacon and pastry. And when she was like, yeah, this is like seven different components that's going to be over a few days or two days. And you guys are going to kind of do it all. So, yeah, for so for Darren coming in there, being worried about open flames and knives, which I was totally comfortable in. That's I was intimidated going into the baking and pastry lab, just like Eli and, um, I honestly, I ended up telling our my chef instructor. Granted, we, um, all three of us, we ended up in three different groups, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. the three of us were not together. Um, we all did the same lab, just in separate uh, kitchens. Um, but I ended up telling my chef instructor today that I was not looking forward to her class. I was just flat out honest with her. I I was kind of bummed out about it, uh, but I actually ended up learning a lot and really enjoying it because uh, she taught me a lot and it kind of showed me that part of the reason I don't like baking and pastry, um, she kind of debunked some of those things um, because yes, we were doing some advanced things, um, but if you kind of break it down into individual steps, it it, it was wasn't a lot take, more manageable. It wasn't that bad, yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just coming from from the teacher side of things, like she would demonstrate like one thing, and then like all right, you go do this one thing. Simon says. Yeah, 
and that made it a lot more manageable for me. And it, honestly, um, I kind of took from this week, like, I kind of remember being a kid and being in, in groups and, and working on a recipe, and now it kind of put me in my student shoes, like, yeah, okay. I'm going to be the kid that sits back and cleans the dishes. Yeah, and it was kind of it was kind of funny from Eli and I side of things. Like we always complain about kids and watch kids in the kitchen, and today we in the last two days we watched a bunch of grown adults fall into those same kind of roles that we see our kids do. There was the class clown. There was the the overachiever. There was the the clean freak. And so, which one were y'all? I'm just curious. Honestly, in the group of people I was with in this baking and pastry lab, I kind of like took the lead. I'll be honest, I was in a group. Even in baking and pastry where you weren't comfortable? Yes, I was in a group of people that did not want to be in baking and pastry. So it was a whole bunch of people like me. We didn't, we weren't excited about it. And I ended up being the guy that kind of stepped up. Like we all watched the same demo, but when it came time to start going I don't think we all watched the same demo hmm. uh, so I kind of ended up kind of stepping up and um, I ended up actually enjoying it kind of but I also kind of ended up seeing some of the frustration I see in some of my students like can't believe I have to work with this person again yeah and, yeah. and, and like I know exactly what we're doing I paid attention I heard the, what the chef said and no, no, she didn't say to do that. And they're like, oh, no. And then we got like five people's opinions coming into play. And I'm like, no. Nope. This is what we're supposed to do. And Who are you, Darren? What what student were you in today's, this week's Baking and Pastry Lab? I mean, the whole time I was not the one who took the initiative to be the, <laughs> the ringleader here at all. <laughs> um, there were times I felt better about it than others. There yeah. was times I felt more confident in what I was doing than others. I think that just goes with the territory, but um, I wanted to learn more than anything. So I guess, I mean, I'm just totally out of my field where I feel like most of you all have. Uh, I think you better. actually had a leg up that you don't understand because you're so in depth with hospitality that you're able to cater to like individuals' needs and you were able to like. I'm, I guarantee you are probably more of a team hype or leader almost than you realize. Oh, no. I had cheerleaders for me. When I got on that chicken marsala, <laughs> I'm telling yeah, y'all, heard, like, heard, yeah, the, the kitchen erupted. It was like, whoa, there you so, go. So you said that the other day. So did you, like, make it known that I'm not a chef and I'm... Well, no. I just stood back. Well, I mean, people just... Conversation just led itself to that. And it was yeah. like... Can you do this? I was like, well, what, what is that? What is like, what do, you, what do you want me to do? Like, where, yeah. You know, and Chef would be like, hey, put this over there. And I'm like, over where? And I mean, terminology, all that kind of stuff, I just don't know. So, um, yeah. So, which I guess you kind of, I mean, I and Eli would probably take that for granted if they told, hey, put this on the speed rack. I know what that is. You that would maybe go over. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, okay, the what rack? The what rack? So where's that? Where? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so Darren was like an immigrant in the DMV this week. Absolutely. Yeah. Fun. But you survived. So basically, I'm still here. Yes. That's right. We so have half a day left. Half a day left. We have been here for two full days. Um, tomorrow we wrap it up. So basically, tomorrow's wrap up is we're doing a grand buffet. Um, 
some groups. In COVID times. In what? In COVID times. In COVID times. uh, Just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, COVID, uh, some people say COVID's coming to an end. Other people say the Delta variant is... That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. (laughs) This isn't a COVID podcast. This is a food podcast. We're not going to talk about that. Regardless, we're doing a grand buffet tomorrow. And uh, we're doing some kind of beef. We marinated flank, flank steak, steak yeah, today. Asian style flank steak. Yep. What I think y'all did that. What did y'all do? Y'all didn't do that. No, because we tried for. Oh three. yeah, we tried. Yeah, y'all had a trouble with the the, the brittle. brittle, the brittle, yeah, yeah, the brittle forever. Yeah, and it had nothing to do with me. I measured that sugar exactly. I weighed it exactly correctly. Four, Four ounces. ounces. I had. Yeah. See, <laughs> see, I had it. I had, that was my job, and I did it correctly all three or four times. Yeah, so today's assignment was to do an amuse-bouche. Uh, I can't remember exactly what that translates to in French, but it's basically like a one bite. bite before, yeah. Yeah, one bite before your meal, and it was basically like a kale salad with a vinaigrette, pickled shallots. Duck. Osmosis pear. Yeah, smoked duck. We did osmosis pear, which was, I don't know why they worded that way. That's we, so weird. We sous vide a pear in beet juice, um, which made that it look dis- like. That was a disaster on ours. Really? Yeah. Were you the group that the vacuum sealer exploded? I, did, I wasn't in juice? that group. No, I was in that room. Okay. The vacuum yes. sealer exploded? Yeah, it was. The beet juice went everywhere, and yeah. It was, it was, <laughs> Yeah, yeah that, so uh, our chef uh, in our group, he did say and make note that, you know, when you're vacuum sealing uh, a bag with a lot of liquid in it, if you don't cut the vacuum seal off or when they're pushing the gases into the bag before a certain time period, it'll basically shoot the liquid out of the bag and all into the vessel. And uh, luckily our group didn't do that. And he... Even our chef said, you know, it happens all the time. Students look at me, and then it's a it's a real process to clean it all up and come to find out that it happened today is kind of satisfying in its own way. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and it so, wasn't my yeah. group. The worst you know. part about it was something that included beets. Yeah. Something about beet juice is the most unforgiving red dye yeah. ever. Potentially worse than, like, red food dye. Yeah. I can't imagine having to be the person that had to clean that that vacuum sealer up because it's not like just wiping off a cutting board or cleaning out a pot. Like it's no. all there's cracks. There were two guys and they, and they 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 took ownership. They did. I'll give them credit. Like I don't know their names. To be honest with you, but they they owned it and cleaned it up. And yeah, that could not have been a fun task. Um, so yeah, today we did like the smoked duck uh, amuse bouche, and that ended up being pretty cool and. He basically kind of allowed us to kind of play it up how we wanted to play it up and that sort of thing. And then today in, in the afternoon session, we we kind of wrapped up our dessert, which would, I'm going to leave it to Eli to pronounce. Entremet. 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 Um, sometimes with the southern accent, it's that's hard right. to pronounce French I, terminology. That's right. When I see a T, I'm going to say T. Yeah. But the entremets were wrapped up today. We got to garnish all of that and... Again, all being in different classes, um, I'm not sure how y'all went, but our chef instructor had, you know, about ten different types of garnishes. Do you have the younger girl with like the red hair? Yes. Yeah, she's good, Chef Duke. She she kept kind of coming into our kitchen to grab things yeah. and update our chef. Our things. freezer and our freezer was down, so we had to use y'all's freezer in your labs. But, yeah. Um, 
her chocolate work was very informative for me, but um, I learned quickly that I just you know, I just don't think I belong in the bacon and pastry realm. No. It's uh, too frustrating. I'm too impatient. And, and when I think about it now, it's like I even get frustrated thinking about it after the fact. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe it didn't set. Or, like, why didn't my chocolate leaves? My chocolate leaves, she did the simplest two-second demo of how to make a chocolate leaf with a peg knife on the acetate paper or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, you just do a dip your pear knife and do a one-two slide down. And I was like super confident. I went up to the chef's table where the chocolate melting station was, dipped her paring knife into it, and went to smear it on the paper. And I swear it looked like a like a <laughs> toilet paper dookie smear, man. It was just like, <laughs> I was like, oh, man, in front of the chef. And I'm trying to like act like I know what I'm doing in kitchens and, and look like I you know, belong there, but I was uh, proven wrong. Yet again. Yeah. So. Yeah. I definitely was taken back to culinary school where I remember just like, like I, I knew I didn't necessarily enjoy it. It was like a challenge, um, that I definitely, uh, I took appreciation for like the people that have the passion and the skill to do that kind of stuff. Like I definitely appreciate cause Oh, absolutely! I don't. I don't have the time the they put into that little five by five cake. It's yeah. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. We got into kind of food costing a little bit. I don't know if y'all did, um, but at least for the portion we prepared individually. So we basically made like a half sheet pans worth of entremet. Entremet. Um, it was seven layers, mm-hmm. and we kind of through talking with the chef like. This is a $40 cake. Wow. Which I... I Cost after, us $40. No, just like, that's what she would sell it for. Oh. And honestly, I didn't think that was enough. No, not at all. At no, least no. the size, I don't know if y'all could... For the six? You cut... Did you cut your half sheet pan to six squares? Equal squares? Yeah, so six equal squares. Yeah, so, I mean... So she was saying the six... That's what we did, too. And I... Okay. I thought that that was... Underselling it, absolutely. I'm really spent. As Ours far told as like us it would time? be seventy five. Really? Okay. Yeah, that's what she told us. So, and she said if you're in New York City, it'd be closer to one twenty five. Yeah. For the five by five little cake. Right? Yeah, for the, what we took home. Okay. That's wow. still sitting. And I and see, so that sounds more worth it. Like. Oh, absolutely. Because she said you had to take into consideration your prep time and all that. And, and that's know. the thing. Like nothing was really hard. On all of it. I mean, some of it was kind of technical, but it was just a lot of time spent mm-hmm. in making it. And and for the audience to understand, the bottom layer was a very thin chocolate and crunch wafer, which they made like basically a crepe batter that they overcooked and crumbled and folded into a chocolate. It tastes like a crunch bar. Yep. The next layer. No. And then you did a raspberry jam, which was more like a glue for the, the cake, which they called like a... Finchois. Uh, I don't recall that. I, I thought it was like flour, a white cake. Yeah, it was almond flour. Almond flour, butter. Um, the next layer was a... Our chef had just went to Hawaii, so she kind of like wrote this recipe for this seminar, and she called it lily poi, which is passion fruit mousse. Mm-hmm. Um, the next layer... Then you put another layer of cake, and then... The curd, mango curd or lemon mm. curd, 
Yeah, I think it was mango curd. Okay, and then I mean it was. And then we did like uh, did y'all have guava? We did guava. I did guava instead of the raspberry that he said. I was gonna say we had guava, but we only had one layer of cake because we were told y'all's cake overflowed. Ah, oh, we did. Oh, y'all were in the late group. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, we won't discuss that. That's but, right. And then the um, cream cheese mousse on top. I mean, this was an intricate cake. Yeah. With a another for one white cake there was seven. Lace. For one cake there was eight recipes. Mm-hmm. And in the full half sheet or in the half sheet pans worth of cake, I know that my group used six vanilla beans. Yeah. I mean. That in itself is just like ridiculous. And and uh, what was the the mango curd? We used a pound and a half of butter. God. Yeah. And probably a pound and a half of cream cheese in the top the top layer. Regardless, it's absolutely it was decadent, ever, ever, and it was amazing. No, oh, yeah. Uh, but it was it it definitely I learned a lot. Um, I ended up like I mentioned learning and a lot and enjoying it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Um, but it was definitely cool to, to experience that. So Darren's, you know, the hospitality tourism side as that, you know, career path, how do you feel what you did in the last two and a half days? How do you think you can take that back to what you do and make, you know, your students and the people that you're bringing into your industry, how does that benefit them? I don't think it's something that I really, not saying I didn't talk about it before, but I don't think I really had an understanding of how to talk about it before. Um, I think there's, you know, it, it takes all of us to work together to make the industry work as a whole. And if you don't have a true understanding, and I don't have any restaurant experience. I mean, that's the one fault I have. Or not one fault. I have plenty of faults, let's be honest. But that is a fault I have is I don't have, you know, that side of the industry at all. Um, I've always been more on the tourism side of things. So I think seeing it and experiencing it and understanding the true dedication, passion, the time, all that. You know, I, I think the average consumer doesn't, or especially the average student, let's just be honest. And we're talking... 9, 10, 11, 12th graders. I mean, they don't understand what really goes into making this happen. So I think having that experience is something that I can then take back and then bring that into the classroom and do, you know, like you've even mentioned, we do serve safe and all that kind of stuff. Great. But now when you actually see it happen, I think it's it's something that makes it more valuable overall. Do you think your, do you think your students benefit more into their career if they understand all aspects or focus on just their hospitality tourism um, focus I think overall they've definitely got to have because they just you never know where they're going to end up you know and none of us ne- ever know where what's going to be next or what's going to happen so I think that's the important side they've got to see all facets of it to make it beneficial that was another fat tire. I actually didn't need this one, Drew, but I'll, I'll drink it. Oh, I thought you wanted one. <laughs> so I'm going to open it before you close to the mic. Oh. For that satisfying opening of a beer on this podcast. I was about to say, I might have, but no one offered me one. So. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's uh, not a lack, that's a, that's our lack of hospitality. No, no, he's learned, though. Like, <laughs> yeah. we, we've all learned from each other. So we basically kind of wrapped up this... Uh, 
this trip at a Charlotte Knights baseball game today. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the home team did not uh, prevail that we know of. I mean, we did leave in the bottom of the night. We left during the Top fight. of the night. Yes, yeah. we left with a uh, batter almost charging the mound, and I think we talked as much shit as we could to number five. Yeah, number Shout five from Brian Jumbo Miller. Shrimp. But he's, he's staying here, so nope. we don't know what room he's in. That's yeah. right. He's in the double tree that we're staying in. Yeah, number five from the Jumbo Shrimp, if you're listening to Brian? this. Brian? Which, I mean, Brian, if you're listening, I know you are, because <laughs> millions of people are listening to this podcast at this point. Catch me outside. <laughs> you didn't catch that pot fly that went. Yeah, that that was, hey, I could have made that catch. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Brian. We had a... Uh, we had a good time in the baseball game. I think it was like a, a good little end of the two long work days. You know, tomorrow's not going to be too, too much. But yeah, I'll say as being a teacher for the last five going into six years. Rookie. It was, I mean, that was a humbling experience to go back as the student because mm. I felt like I could have always done more, but I, I was a little more intimidated because it wasn't my curriculum. It wasn't my plan. And, yeah. And... Um, you know, Johnson Wells did a fantastic job. I mean, it's a huge group of people that's here. 60-something? Yeah. I think yeah. It's 62, it, yeah. 62 people. And it kind of feels more than that. And um, they've, they've been a gracious host. And yeah. um, I, think they did, I think they did a good job. And I definitely would like to come back next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope Darren would like to come back next year. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I, I just hope he knows he doesn't have to buy his friends next year. Because like, cool, he's not cool. going to get put in our group. Yeah, yeah, that's the way we've proven that. <laughs> yes, sir. But, um, well, if the uh, hotel room clock is accurate, it is currently 2.21 a.m. 2.19, according it's to 219 Verizon. It's 2.19, according to Verizon. And Eli tried to go to bed over two hours ago. I think it was more like three. It might have been three hours ago. He didn't even want to go to the bar and get drinks and fries and, well. Wings. One wing. And wing. It's I one was wing. bullied. Yeah. The um, hospitality major bullied me into having more drinks. I have a degree yeah. in being fun. I did not bully you. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're going to go ahead and end it here. Um, but new things coming next week. Excited to announce a podcast sponsor. Um, but weird noise just happened outside. It's just the dump truck. Okay. Maybe it was just the dump truck. Uh, At 2.15 in the morning. Yeah. But uh, anyways, thanks, fellas. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy it. Peace.